Hi everyone, I'm Fanny. Hi everyone, I'm Jace. Welcome. And I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Freelance Creative Exchange, where every episode we talk about freelancing and the gig economy. Today here we have, we're very honoured to have invited um, Aileen to join us today. So she is the creator of Dear Aileen, a Facebook page with over 1.2 million followers from around the world. She creates weekly videos that open up conversation around different types of topics like the pink tax, um, the visa trap and other relevant social issues. And today... Um, we would like her to join us to actually talk a bit about issues that she has a soft spot on, like for example, for women's rights, animals, and of course, um, you know, many, many other issues uh, that we'll see her as an <laughs> entrepreneur or as a solopreneur. So yeah. My name is Aline, and I sort of ended up as a content creator almost accidentally. I didn't have any big plans to be a content creator. Um, I think just when you are a bad employee you end up as an entrepreneur mm. <laughs> so i haven't always right. been i don't love following instructions mm. i don't like uh, sitting in an office i like having parties and like hosting people and that's not a great you know perspective for Ooh, like we love that too an employee. <laughs> <laughs> my old bosses didn't they were like elaine you're supposed to be working i'm like i'm planning the company yeah. party <laughs> yeah yeah well. so i kind of ended up um you know, and I have a lot of, like you mentioned, social issues, things that I care about. Mm. And I was just, I was, I was, I wouldn't call myself retired, but I was like mm. semi-retired for a few years for my oh. age. I was taking a break. Okay. I had been part of a company that, that my share had sold. And so I was okay for a few years, but um, I was noticing online mm. so much of the content is either really boring or it's kind of gross, like clickbait. Like the right. women are always portrayed and even if it's, even if the women are portrayed normally, they're kind of slightly always sexualized or super cute. You know, mm -hmm. it's never just like a woman exists, whereas mm -hmm. like a man can exist. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And I didn't love that. And so I wanted to kind of, I wished someone was yeah. saying more of a message of what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. And I kept looking for someone who was saying that message so that I could support them. And there, I couldn't find anyone mm -hmm. <laughs> that said exactly what I wanted to be heard. And so I was like, man, I guess I have to say it, like, no one else is going to do it, I guess I have to do it, you know, and that's what we all have to do, is, like, no one else is going to do what you want to be done, so, this is kind of more of a, I don't see it as a job, I mm. see it as, like, a, 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 a duty to myself to have an effect on the world that I want to see, if that right. makes sense. Right, of yeah. course, it makes total sense. Yeah. I, think, I think right now, um, you know, even in Singapore, right, a lot of the young people are now talking about purposeful driven jobs, right? So what are the purpose and what are the motivation is very important to a lot of the people I would say right now. So now that you moved to Singapore, would you be able to share with us a bit more about um, the change in the culture and the shift? So I would say, there is a big difference in moving to Singapore. So for me, I am from the West. Mm. I've traveled a lot. I'm pretty outspoken in general. Mm. I've trained myself to be that way. I am that way. And I've noticed in Singapore, most people, of course I cannot generalize, are not super outspoken. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> which I struggle with because if you're in content creation, that's the whole mm. point, you mm. know? You need to be louder than everyone. You need to be more direct than everyone. You need to say your message. And so I think 
um, work-wise, it's been it's been fine here, no problem, you know, mm. finding work and things like that. Just the problem, I think, is kind of connecting with other creators mm. and other people in the industry because I find that people are very quiet. Mm. And um, so I struggle to connect with them because they're so quiet. <laughs> Not everyone, but it, more than I would expect yeah. in, in a, a field where you're in front of the camera, you know, or you're creating content. So... Right. I mean, I don't want to be an outsider that comes in and is like, you should change, you know? Mm. So it's like, but I would love people to be more outgoing a little bit, mm. you know? Yeah. So you also travel around Asia, the rest of Asia. So yes. do you get the same feeling? No. no. Only Singapore. Only I Singapore. can't say only. But <laughs> Singapore is the only place I've lived. So I right. cannot say, I cannot speak about anywhere else because right. I've only visited. But like I went to Taiwan recently. Mm. Um, people were quite outspoken, like even at the meetup, outspoken. Mm. Um, the, the girls that came to travel with me for the duration mm. of the trip, mm. uh, very vocal, like, you know, and and in meetings, everyone was mm. vocal. And here, I, I noticed it at, uh, you guys had an event the other yeah. day. Right. They, yes. they hosted an event, and this is not the first time at almost every event I've gone to with Singaporeans, that uh, as the large majority of the audience, when the Q&A comes, it's like, so quiet <laughs> it's like no one's asking questions and that's that's i've never seen that and i've been to q a's in all over the world like sometimes it takes a minute because people are shy at first but usually once it starts it's like a line of people i've never mm. seen like a line of people waiting to ask questions yeah and it's don't. like with amazing speakers and i'm like no. man if i had the chance to talk mm. to someone like this yeah i would have you know i would have 20 questions i would be yeah. like here is every question I've ever wondered. It's a culture thing. Yes, that's yeah. right. So even if you go to like classes and things like that, you would ask questions. Yeah. Right? Usually the Singaporean don't ask questions. But then after that, they will follow up with the lecturer and say, oh, uh, can I meet you at 12 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I happens. Come People come up at yeah. the end. And I'm like, why didn't you ask this in front of the group to benefit everyone? But I have some local friends who were like, I was talking to them about it. I was trying to understand. I don't want to be like saying something's wrong. And they were like, oh, it's because it's school. Mm. When we were little, you would get in trouble if you asked mm. a dumb question. Yes. And even the it's teacher true, would give yes. you crap. Yeah. And in the US, that's like not okay. Like you're mm. maybe in the Midwest, but in, in the liberal coasts, mm. if you ask a question, the mm. teacher has to be nice about it. They can't ever say like, that's mm. a dumb question or why did you ask that? It's encouraged. So I guess it's mm. just if you're raised like being told not to ask questions, that makes sense. Yeah. So I guess one question that a lot of um, viewers may want to know about from you is how do you actually build a community using positive content? Mm. Is there some special formula? That's that's my favorite topic. So mm. um, I love to build communities. That's kind of the whole point of everything I do. And I do it in a lot of ways. So one is through the content I create on Dear Aline. So mm. the videos I make are pretty much all in the same vibe. First of all, my videos are 80% fun and mm -hmm. upbeat. Even if it's a really bad, difficult topic, I'm still like, and then they died. You know, like it's like mm -hmm. positive view and like I have a friend who was suicidal and then overcame it. So I still talk about suicide, but then I talk about the overcoming. Mm -hmm. So that's what makes it positive. I'm mm -hmm. not just talking about suicide and then leaving you with a sad taste in your mouth. I'm talking mm -hmm. about how someone overcame it and what you could maybe do to overcome feeling that way. And then I always um, push people towards my group, women. So men, my, my, my mm. content is women-oriented. Mm. Women often need a safe space to talk. Mm. 
a lot of men are great and very supportive of women, but those few that are not kind of ruin it for the rest. So having a, a women-only group is a great way for women who are often more demure, yeah. more shy, more afraid of feedback, mm -hmm. negative feedback, uh, being told they're wrong or stupid, are way more open when there's only other women. Uh, so I always link at the end of every video, I link to my group. I say, if, uh, you, if please join 120,000 other women from around the world to discuss this topic and others like it. Mm. And that way everyone who watches the video is a potential lead to mm. your community. Right. Um, and I don't monetize that, but if you wanted to monetize in some way, you could lead them to a community that does monetize mm. maybe your video classes or whatever. Mm. So each video is free and links to a free group. Mm. I even have another group that's a book club because I like reading and I want to mm. have, you know, women and men, that's for anyone, exposed mm. to new books. And then Instagram, I foster community by making sure that at least 20% of my Instagram stories are interactive. So the poll oh, feature, okay. right. the question feature, mm. sharing people's responses um, so that they know I'm reading some of their messages, sharing them on the, the stories like, mm. oh, this person said this, haha, or whatever. And that way everyone feels like they're interacting constantly with even with each other. Mm. Does that, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. yeah, so those are some like specific tips mm. of how I foster community mm. and meetups. Yeah. Oh, that's a huge one. So I do meetups for the girls. So it's called Girls Gone Global. Mm. That's the Facebook group. The meetups I do via an app that one of the mm. girls in the group made. It's called oh. Vibely. It's mm. free. Everything's free. And you can use it even if you're not a girl. Uh, you download the app. It's kind of like couch surfing, but for mm. meetups. Mm. And if I showed it to you now, there's little circles. So in Singapore, there's like a circle. Mm. And you click on the circle and it shows you all the girls in Singapore. So oh, you can message one wow. and be like, hey, do you want to get coffee? Or oh, wow. you can mess, you can make an event and everyone in the group is invited. So you could okay. do one for what you guys do. Yeah. You could post immediately a meetup and then have a bunch of girls come, you yeah. know. And anyone can do it. it it's not just me. Yeah, I, right. I'm not the only one with access. Everyone has equal access. Mm. So like if you're traveling to... London, you can mm. click on London and mm. then you're immediately in a London group chat wow. only with girls from Girls Gone Global. Mm. I see. So that way you know yeah. they're connected to Geraldine somehow. Yeah. Right. You have a higher level of trust and right. uh, common interest. I see. Yeah. Oh, okay. That sounds interesting. So there's a lot of angles. You know, you have to attack community from many angles yeah. so people That's feel true. supported. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Right. So which one is your favorite, mm, I would say, um, videos, right, mm -hmm. on your Facebook group or which one is your favorite if I may call it campaign, like have you tried any activations, you know, that... Favorite just because I enjoyed it the most or favorite because it was strategic? Um, maybe you, you, what you enjoy the most first and then yeah. what is strategic to you. <laughs> I, get, I get a lot of feedback on a lot of videos, but mm. one video that I think kind of cemented the community mm. uh, was the video I made in Albania, which was mm. the video called Is This Funny? I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that video wasn't fun to experience yeah. because it was a man um, on the, being the sexist on TV yeah. when I was on the show with him. Yeah. Like this, you yeah. know? And then he's like, <laughs> sexist. And I'm like, okay, yeah. what's happening? <laughs> um, and so essentially I, I complained on the TV show mm. on TV and I was like almost crying. Mm. And I was just, it's just like I explained in the mm. video, like, it's not the one time that someone said something offensive and sexist to me in front of my boyfriend, in front of a mm. million people. Mm. It's like the fact that 
the fact that that would even happen shows the type of culture. Mm. The fact that someone would get mm. to that point and think it's mm. funny or think it's okay mm. was just like a lot for me. And I think a lot of women are at that breaking point mm. where Singapore is amazing. You guys don't have that much sexual harassment compared to other places. So in other <laughs> countries, like the, the police would yeah. like rape me, you yeah. know, like, the, like here they're like, go away, you know, <laughs> like it's so different here. Yeah. But like in Peru, horrible. Uh, Eastern Europe, quite mm. quite bad. Mm. I mean, India. Mm. I mean, Pakistan, mm. you know. And these countries to us sound like so remote. Like, Pakistan, who cares what's happening in Pakistan? I mean, those are real people. And they message me, so I care what's happening in Pakistan, mm. you know. Mm. And that's why I create these groups, because for the few girls who do have internet access mm. and, you know, a handle of the English language high enough to understand the conversations like mm. this is a great resource for them and mm. really helps them mm. so that video i think was really impactful in that it it was a video i was really scared to release and mm. i didn't think it would happen what would happen would happen i thought i would release it just because i feel the need and responsibility to release it and i would get a lot of shit from people and they'd be like you're overreacting you're mm. such a drama queen like and I did get that. I got, like, death mm. threats. I got, like, guys oh, yeah, threatening like to rape me. What? Like, all this crazy stuff. And, like, that stuff doesn't matter because mm. it reached all the right women. Yeah. On the flight here, the Singapore Air flight attendant mm. was she, like, I saw that video. I loved it. It's amazing. Like, I'm so happy you said that. Like, it reaches... It's... I think a lot of people are scared to talk about mm. things that could get them negative feedback. And I think that can help you build your community as if mm. you're willing to stand up for mm. your community. Yeah. Um, I was just interested to know, how do you start, where do you get this idea of creating content and, mm -hmm. you know, creating a presence and a community using Facebook page? Was that um, because you were already in the creative industry, hence you understood the power of content? Or what actually caused you to actually start doing this in the first place? Yeah, so it's two things. One, I was part of a company that made organic viral YouTube videos. Uh -huh. So I was in that company for three years and I did um, a lot of the creative, a lot of the marketing. I was at a high level in that company. Mm. So that was my life for three years. Then I was doing my like retirement phase where I was like, oh, I'm kind of dabbling in social working mm. for other people, but mm. I can do whatever for the rest of my life. You know, I, I don't care anymore. And then I met Nas, mm. Nasire, Nas Daily. Mm. And he was making, so I had been on YouTube before. I mm. was not creating on Facebook. And so he was creating on Facebook. We uh, ended up dating after a year of meeting. Mm. And we were traveling together during his 1,000-day mm. video journey. Mm. So he was making a video every single day mm. for 1,000 days, which means 100% of our life was about video <laughs> making. <laughs> and after yeah. about a year of this, yeah. of 300-plus videos, uh, uh, I was like, I kept bothering him to make videos about, right. like, make a video about women or make yeah. a video about like how we can't wear whatever we want or make a video. <laughs> and finally he was like, you make the video. <laughs> I'm not going to make every video you want anymore. And I was like, no, no. And he was like, make it yourself. So I was like, fine. And so because he told me to make my own videos, I just ended up making them right. as like a sort of like, <laughs> fine. And, uh, and yeah, and I continue to make them just because it's built a community. Mm. I've honestly kind of said everything I want to say, mm. but there is always more that should be said. Like I mm. should do a video about honor mm. killing, you know, I mm. haven't done that yet. I mm. should do a video about um, like in some countries, women can't walk on the street, you know? Mm. So these are topics that I have in the back of my head that are mm. hard topics mm. that I am biding my time on, mm. <laughs> but I will do eventually. 
yeah so that's how i started that sounds great so how yeah. regular do you create a video in that sense um do you have like because nas is one video a day, right? a day do you yeah. have that kind of so i had a normal schedule a okay. weekly upload schedule oh, okay i can i'm not like your typical creator mm. i'm not someone who like loves creating videos and only thinks about video and wakes up and i want to make three videos a week like a lot mm. of people and i and I want to keep the schedule to grow my channel, and that's all I think about. Mm. That's not all I think about. Mm. You know, I barely think about it compared to other people. Um, to me, it's more like I think about a topic that's important to me, and I want to present that topic. Right. Almost more like a filmmaker, where it's by topic and not by mm. schedule. Originally, I had a weekly upload schedule mm. just to make sure I have some kind of cadence. And then the Facebook al- algorithm was really mm. being annoying. And so I was like, I'm not going to deal with weekly right. uploads. Right. And now I upload whenever I want, which turns into approximately weekly. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I don't feel the pressure. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's really about the message, right? That you want to tell. And you must tell it in the right way and not instead of rushing for schedules. And then, you know, yeah. you just get it up I mean, there. it's good to rush for schedules yeah. if you can. It's just for my mental health, it doesn't... Right, right. Doesn't. I'd rather be chilled out then right. so after doing this for a while um because a lot of the content creators in singapore actually to be frank struggle with yeah. sustainable income right from creating yeah. content so um how do you overcome is, is this a challenge in the first place right yeah and then if it is how do you actually overcome this sustainable income from why do you creators? think they struggle with it though is their content not good enough like is mm. there is there are their channels not strong enough because I don't think it's because of lack of opportunity. Because I think Singapore has quite a lot of opportunities for content creators compared to other countries. Because other countries, they pay them like nothing. Mm. But here, there's usually okay budgets. Mm. And I'm genuinely curious, like, mm. do you think it's because they're just beginning and they don't have any, like, proof of concept? I have a proof of concept, mm. right? Right. If you right. have a million, a reach of a million, right? then you can make money. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's mm. I'm just... An, I'm just an advertising platform to brands. Mm. That's what they see me as, a mm. way to get eyes, mm. you know? Mm. So if you don't have a following, mm. you they're not gonna pay you for your following. Now, let's say you're good at making videos. They yeah. might pay you to make the video for their channel. Mm. So you need to look at what you're good at. Are you gonna make the content for the brand and it's for their channel? That's mm. one thing. Are you gonna make the content for your own page and you're seen as an advertiser and you're getting eyeballs for them? That's a totally different thing. You know, with a different pricing structure, that mm. will be a higher price. You need to charge more yep. for having built your audience than if mm. you're just creating content for someone else. Mm. So I think you have to look at yeah, I think that's a, that's the a clear point. indicators why they might not yeah. be getting work someone if they're beginning. Right, right. Yeah. So let's yeah. say there's a young female student out there who yeah. wants to start making her content. You know, start her own um, you know community. Yeah. What are some of the stories about being a female you think that they should leverage on? I mean, everyone has their own story, right? And mm. no one else has your story and you know your story the best. So you should share, share your story. Mm. Like my story is um, not that interesting, theoretically. I'm not like a, a war survivor. You know, I mm. grew up in Los Angeles. I felt very uncomfortable for much of my life as a mm. woman because of the way we're pressured to look and act and be beautiful all the time and mm. be blonde and skinny and tall in Los Angeles. Mm. And I wasn't any of those things. So like... <laughs> It was very unpleasant, like, being in my own body, you know? And so a lot of my videos about, are about confidence and building your confidence. And, you know, I'm not wearing makeup or didn't do my hair. Like, being comfortable as a woman doing things like that, that maybe would be looked down on sometimes in some circles. So that's such a simple thing, but mm-hmm. that's my experience. Or I'm divorced 
Like, mm. um, I'm, you know, what else am I? I left my religion. I used to be really religious, raised very, very religious, and it was like a big deal to mm. leave. I, 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 I draw from my experiences. You know, I made a video mm. about getting divorced mm. and how we should take away the stigma because in a lot of countries, women are seen as secondhand or seen as, mm. you know, defective. The men aren't. The men mm. are fine if they're divorced. Yeah, but the women, yeah, you know. That's true. So mm. I'm just, I don't know why I get so riled up by this stuff. Other people just take mm. it in stride, and I'm just mm. so sick of like being mm. seen as second class because of such silly stuff that mm. I I just I go all the way, you know. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. So what are some of the projects that you're working on other than the podcast? So other than the podcast, the videos, the group, the actual jobs from clients and the free stuff we do, um, I'm working on my first retreat, which is like really fulfilling. I only told people about the retreat on my Instagram. Mm. That's it. I didn't put it on Facebook or anything because people on Instagram are, uh, I feel closer to them because it's mm. a smaller group. Mm. It's only like 170,000. And so... Compared to 1.2 million, you know. Like, you, you refine it to the people yeah. who are most dedicated. Yeah. And then, you know, maybe only 30,000 watch the stories yeah. every day, every single yeah. day. So out of those yeah. 30,000, who are half is women, mm. you know. So you're cutting it mm. down. Who can afford it? Who has free time? Who is interested in this? Yeah. Who's yeah. at the right time of their life where they're yeah. ready to like, yeah. this is made to level up. This yeah. is yeah. for you. Whatever business, creation, personal life, I don't care. Yeah. Everyone will level up. It's everyone needs something yeah. different. You yeah. Know? But thank you for bringing this up. I'm so sorry that we laugh like that, right? No, it's <laughs> But it's really in Singapore. It's really, um, it's really big numbers, you know, yeah. for any of our content creators. Well, I yeah. guess maybe one of the reasons is because a lot of our content creators tend to be very localized. I do yeah. agree with what you're saying that mm. Singapore is a bubble mm. and it's kind of crazy because Singapore is like right between all these other countries. It should be like the opposite of a bubble. You have mm. access to everything yeah. so easily, but you're a hundred percent right. The content creation here is hyper-focused on Singapore mm. with like Singapore. I can't even watch it. And I live in Singapore because they say stuff like jokes in Chinese. And I'm like, mm. I don't speak Chinese, mm. you know, I don't know what these jokes are, yeah. you know? <laughs> And I live here and I want to understand. So, of course, like, you know, I do not direct my content at any one country. I am always thinking about, I mean, where are the internet users? They're in yeah. India. You know, mm. they're in Vietnam. They're in the U.S. Mm. Like, so I am constantly, like, in my videos thinking mm. about the people there. And to think about what you create, right? So I create content that wants to support people who need support. Those mm. are the places people need support often, yeah. right? Mm. Um, and I, of course, think about the strength of my page. So I'm American, so I want to make sure I have a good American audience. Mm. So I make sure that I sometimes make a video where I go where I grew up and I put an American flag, you know, mm. so people mm. in the U.S. feel a connection. Mm. But then I also say the visa trap. I make a video about how, mm. you know, in Bangladesh yeah. and I name the countries, Philippines, Bangladesh, you know, the countries where it's hard to get a visa. So they mm. feel included. And then, you know, traveling, you can travel. You don't have to travel. It depends on your type of content, but you could travel now and then, and then you bring in new people from new areas. Mm. Mm. Yeah, of course, you can't only focus on Singapore and expect to grow mm. bigger than a certain amount. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. a cap. I think that's important. Yeah. yeah. So after you left your job, I mean, formerly a few years ago, yeah. till now, um, what are some of the biggest challenges you've met? 
Oof. I mean, the beginning is usually the hardest because mm. you're not sure what you're doing and you mm. need to build confidence in what you're doing. So I usually just tell people what I did. So what I did is I Googled on Craigslist, which is like a job finding website kind mm. of in the US, mm. but kind of like a ghetto job finding website mm. where they also have like weird stuff. And I just put travel, Okay. found a job in travel, not mm. high paying, not fancy, mm. travel agency, only women though, which is cool. Mm. And uh, ended up working there, didn't like the job, so I proposed that I do their social media and website. Mm. I invented a new job at my job, <laughs> and they said yes. So each of these was so scary to say to my boss, like, I don't want to do travel agency stuff. I don't like it, mm. but I will do your website and social. That's hard. Yeah. So you're, I used to hate selling. I thought mm. salespeople suck. If I hear the word sales, I'm like, mm. sales, everyone, ugh, sales sucks. Mm. And it's so silly that like I felt that way because sales is everything. Mm. So even when the way you frame yourself to your boss, like, hey, I'm selling my skills at social media mm. and web design so that I can no longer be booking people's flights. <laughs> so that's like, I remember being so scared to tell her. And then I told her, I don't want to work in the office anymore. I want to work from my home. <laughs> and I was so scared. And I want to raise. And I want to work only part-time. So, like, <laughs> you know, but I framed it in a way mm. that it's appealing to her. Mm. Like, hey, like, I would love to keep working for mm. you, uh, but I need to do it from home and I can only work part-time. But mm. uh, if the value of what I'm providing goes down mm. at all, you can cut me off, you know. Yeah. I'm making sure I provide value still. And then when I, I started working from home, and then suddenly... My home was in Albania. <laughs> and that's how I became a digital nomad. <laughs> oh. you know? Right. Yeah. That's a, yeah, I think that is right. So you have to take those scary steps. There's yeah. so many scary steps. Every step is scary. You know, making a podcast. Uploading. I uploaded a 19-minute podcast to Facebook. That is unheard of. Mm. Of course that's scary. Who watches 19-minute videos with no editing on Facebook? So how, how was the result then? Great, okay, fine. <laughs> you know, fine, fine. Like, but even if it had failed, yeah. I don't care because yeah. my goal was to fail. My goal was right. do something where you have a high chance of failure. And that's to put a 20-minute podcast on Facebook. <laughs> Actually, so. recently, our PM Lee also said we need to fail. Yeah, yeah. Singaporeans to, need yeah, to Singaporean fail. Singaporeans need to fail. We, we need to ask the stupid questions. questions. <laughs> yes, ask the stupid questions. <laughs> I was joking with them that yeah. at the next event, I'm going to charge $100 to everyone who doesn't ask a question. <laughs> <laughs> event is free unless you don't ask a question. <laughs> That's a good one, though. Yeah, we should consider. Yeah. 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 Maybe hundred would be too much. Yeah, <laughs> You're like, mm, yeah. no, you, they need to ask yeah. a question. It's free if they ask a question. <laughs> right. So, okay, so having overcome all this, right? So where do you see yourself going in the next five years? I mean, now that you make Singapore home, then yeah. in the next five years, where, where do you see yourself going? My life is so unpredictable. Mm. My life is so unpredictable. I will not even pretend I have any clue where I will be in mm. one year. You know, mm. my relationship is like this, exploding all the time. No one knows what's going to happen. Neither of mm. us knows what's going to happen. My career is always changing. Mm. Um, I could end up, you know, doing retreats full time. I could end up making mm. more videos. Most likely, wow, five years. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm we always now. make planning 10 years, 20 years ahead. Yeah, 30 years ahead. <laughs> nope. If you plan too far ahead, you'll, you're not taking the opportunities that come to you. Mm. Because the opportunities that come to you are almost never what you expect unless you're planning to be like a doctor then you know you need to follow steps mm. but for the type of life that i live 
No, you just, you just like, you'll have five opportunities. You take the, the one that you like the best. You have mm. five more. You take the one you like the best. Mm. If I'm just following certain opportunities to get to a certain goal, mm. I mean, my only goal when I was younger was like to make a million dollars, you know? And I just had that goal because I know it's important to have goals, but it's kind of a vague goal. Mm. Mm. There's no timeline. <laughs> There's no <laughs> whatever. And it still happened, you know? Like if you have the goals, you know, it will happen. And so I really suggest that people do something called vision boarding, mm. which is, I don't know if that's a common thing here. Not really, actually. Yeah, this no. is the first time that I heard about no, it. I mean, no. we heard about map visioning. Yeah. Right? Like you envision a map. or map We should do a vision boarding right? workshop. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> so you get a bunch of magazines yeah. and scissors and then like a board, either like a cork board or you mm. can get like a big piece of paper. It doesn't mm. matter. Whatever. It depends how fancy you want to go. Mm. And then you cut out different things in the magazines that represent stuff that you want. And mm. I wanted to have travel. I wanted to have animals. I wanted to have uh, beautiful views. Mm. That's what I wanted. Not money, not success. I just mm. wanted nature and travel. And so I made a vision board right after my divorce when mm. I was like, before I got my job, when I was like, mm. wow, my life is a huge disaster. Mm. And everything on the vision board came true. I ended up traveling. I was a digital nomad. Because when your mind is focused on something... Like, that was my five-year plan, mm. was literally a bunch of pictures of dolphins mm. and palm trees. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, like, so nice. <laughs> I, I think my guess is Singapore, if it follows the stereotype of Asia, is very focused on, in general, like, specific goal or specific yeah. job. Mm. Whereas I'm more of, like, the laissez-faire attitude of, like, mm. go for a lifestyle. Right. That, yeah. Hopefully that's not too vague. <laughs> no, no, I think it's a palm trees and dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, yeah. I think that's the life of a lot of our young, you know, people, the young Singaporeans, millennials. Yeah, yeah. dreams to where they do that. Yeah. What are your goals? Do you have like a five-year plan? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I thought moving to Sentosa Cove was part of your five-year plan. <laughs> <laughs> See, you want to go to Sentosa? Yeah. Sentosa Cove. You I want to buy an apartment in Sentosa. <laughs> See, there's nothing five wrong years. with the five-year yeah. plan. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, I think there's something wrong if you feel like you have to invent one. Mm. But see, if you have mm. something you want, then mm. of course it's good. Mm. Mm. But I think, I guess, the reason for myself is because I have kids. I have three kids. Yeah. And they're very you young. Have three kids. Yeah. So it's, it's very hard because your goals That's keep different. changing. Yeah, and yeah, right yeah. now, I'm, I'm just kind mm. of living for them. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's different. Oh. Like in, in Singapore context, especially for women with, you know, kids. Oh, they have so to hard. give up a large part of their yeah. career. Yeah. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Having kids is... Anything I say does not apply if you have kids. Because yeah. that's a whole different beast. Yeah, like, it is. <laughs> it's so hard. It's, it's quite hard. Yeah, because I don't know how you do anything with kids. I can't. <laughs> how are you here? How are you here? <laughs> I need to like engage a whole village to take care of them so that I can yeah. be at work. So it, it is hard. Yeah. So it's always about support, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Support. I think support is very important. Yeah. So I, I have a last question for sure. you. And... The question is, you know, as an influencer, <laughs> as a real influencer here, <laughs> what kind of content would you want to see from our local content creators? What are some of the content which you think are lacking in a space for Singaporean content creators? Well, I think there's a huge opportunity for Singaporean content creators because I think a lot is lacking. Mm. So I think whereas some markets are very saturated, Singapore, Singapore's content, from what I've seen, I'm not an mm. expert. I'm not an expert on the content here. It seems, like you said, very Singapore-oriented. Mm. And also, oh, Nas said this, not me, <laughs> but Nas said 
that it's it's sometimes good to work on accents. Mm-hmm. So um, while, of course, on one hand, our other friend Aegon has an accent and he says, my accent is my music. It's beautiful. <laughs> so I'm not saying accents are bad, but some accents are difficult to understand yeah. mm. for people from outside of your area. Mm. So I think people that are making more of an effort to connect with the outside world might, you know, speak in a a cadence that is easier to understand because it's really hard for us if Singaporeans are speaking fast with their (laughs) Singaporean accent and we live here and it's still hard and we're Mm. not sure, you know, always what Mm. is being said. And if we are sure, it's like a brain strain. It's like Mm. if I have a very strong, like, um, American accent, but I'm from the South, like, it would be hard for you guys to really understand because it's so thick or Nas. If Nas still had his Arabic accent, mm. no way he'd have the following he has now. True. Some Arab dude like telling you what to do all the time. Like, no, no, no. He's an Arab guy yelling at you with Arab accent. No, <laughs> that wouldn't work. So I think, like you said, focusing content that is relatable to mm. outsiders. So it can still be about Singapore, but maybe in a way that's relatable to people coming here mm. without the inside jokes, without the singapore specific like references without the acronyms you know Mm. and just more personal i feel like i feel like a lot of the content here that i've seen is uh funny or Mm. um but funny only to you guys like because we don't get the jokes so Mm. maybe like more personal where i want to know who you are i want to know who who is a singaporean you know Mm. what is life here like what are your problems um what is so great here you know the problems here are smaller than other places but you know one problem they have in singapore that could be an interesting video is you grow up living with your family Mm. and it's the culture to live with your family and um even if you wanted to move out which a lot of people i meet want to move out you can't afford it it's too expensive Mm, and Mm. in most countries there is a cheaper area to move if i'm from california i can move to a the area of California that's cheaper. Mm. You don't have that in Singapore. It's Mm, a city, you know? (laughs) You have to move to another country. So that would be a really interesting video that would um, be fascinating to outsiders to Mm. hear is like, Mm. we can't move out. Like, we can't, and we can't afford anything because prices are interesting to everyone. Money is interesting to everyone. Mm. And the human story is interesting to Mm. everyone. So finding human stories if you can't travel, human stories in Singapore that are relatable to people outside of Singapore. I would love to see more of that or to hear people's experiences and like feel more connected to local people mm. via content. Mm. Mm. That's yeah. a good idea. Yeah, that's yeah. A good idea if you have one piece of advice that you can mm-hmm. give your younger self, okay, what would it be? I have so much advice. I have like a novel I should give her. Um, I would say, oh, it's so hard. I would just say everything will be fine, you know? Mm. I don't need to change anything. Mm. Even my divorce, my eating disorder, any ba- my religion, staying in it for so long. Mm. It's fine because it got me here and I'm happy with where I am. Wow. You are the, our first guest that really say, I don't need to change anything. Wow. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Most of them have something to say to themselves. They're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm scared to change anything yeah. because I like where I am, you know? That's good. And maybe if I didn't have these hard things, I, I, if you don't have something bad happen, you don't make the big change. You just keep going and you're like, I'd be, I'd be living a more basic life than I would want because I mm-hmm. wouldn't have been pushed to change. Yeah. I would have just stayed in my, my version of my own mediocrity for a long time because yeah. I would have yeah. made exactly. excuses. 
Yeah. yeah. But I, I guess that's, you know, true for everybody. I think people should try to be a bit more kind to themselves, right? Yeah. Instead of, you know, beating themselves out for every mistake that they made, but embrace it as a learning experience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The world is structured to make you feel bad about yourself. So ignore the world. You know, it's, I love that quote. Like, it's an act of rebellion to love yourself. Yeah. It's a great quote. <laughs> like, you want to be rebellious? Ignore all the media. Ignore everyone telling you you're not good enough. And just... <laughs> F you guys and <laughs> do your own thing, you know. Nobody else knows the right answers, so you know the right answers. Great. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you, you guys. Thank Thanks you. for having me. Yeah. Thank, you. Thank you for joining us for another episode on our Freelance Creative Exchange. If you enjoyed the show, let us know by leaving a review in iTunes. Subscribe and hit the bell button so that you won't miss out on our next interview. And of course, please follow Eileen as well. Yay! Especially if you're female. Yeah, girls gone global. <laughs> Until then, bye-bye. See you, bye. Bye.